Welcome to 30 Minute Nutrition. I am your host, Ani Weeks, and this is episode 22, What to Do When Your Food Gets Recalled, a three-step plan to make it less scary. All right, as always, I need to offer a disclaimer at the beginning of most of these episodes. This episode is intended for educational purposes only. For individualized nutrition recommendations, please visit your personal dietitian or healthcare professionals. Okay, guys, I hope your summer has been off to a great start. This is not really a summary topic that we're talking about today, but I do feel like it's very timely. Before we hop into it, I did want to do our introductory segments. Currently craving, I'm going to just confess to you right up front, I know this is not the most healthy thing, but right now I am craving anything that's been like dipped or smothered or like battered. Like it just sounds really good. (laughs) So I'm just leaning into it. I'm owning it. I know it's not the healthiest option, but I think some of the most fun, like fair and summer kind of foods are just the ones that maybe aren't the healthiest for us. So that's why we have a balanced diet. (laughs) We get balance in other areas, but that's just kind of what I'm feeling right now. Our weird food news today is actually really closely related to the topic we're talking about. I had a couple options to choose from for sharing weird food news with you this week, but I just felt like this is this topic so timely. We just had a major um, like outbreak in frozen fruit, I think particularly in strawberries. There was a recall because there were some cases of hepatitis A, which I know it sounds scary. It is pretty serious. (laughs) So um, the thing that's been blowing my mind is it's hitting many major food stores. I don't know what it's like outside of Utah, but for us, we've heard of recalls at Costco, at Trader Joe's, at Walmart. Both my husband and I have been receiving recall emails and it just, this will lead us directly into our topic today. So I felt like it was the most appropriate weird food news. Um, So yeah, I'm interested definitely if you have any information about what the recall's been like in your area. I'd definitely be interested in hearing it. For us, it seems like every other day we're hearing something about this Hep A outbreak. So um, recalls can be super scary. Um, We'll just hop right into our topic because that's basically what we're talking about today. But everyone, I think, has been in a situation where they've had to deal with a food recall, especially if you're an adult and you're in charge of the food for your household. And I know from personal experience, this has happened to us very recently. I actually had a different topic picked out for this episode today, but just felt like this was more timely. And I wanted to give you basically a three-step action plan to make this less scary when it happens. One thing I'll say up front um, is there is a blog post about this on the website that I will link in the show notes for you. I literally wrote it this morning, (laughs) so I would have it all fresh in my mind and would give you a tangible resource you can go back to if maybe the podcast isn't always your thing. So there is a blog post, and within that, all of the resources I'll talk about and some more of the government resources and web pages that you can regularly access other recalls will be linked in there. Um, something I'll say right up front is you've probably already eaten a food or medicine or something that has been recalled and survived through it. So while it's serious, just keep that in the back of your mind while you're listening today that you've probably lived through eating a recalled food before, but it is something to be taken seriously. So the literature on this topic, if you're new, we kind of cover things in a pattern each week. It's literature, lived experience, and landscape. Um, literature is the science. Lived experience is what I've seen either in my personal or professional life or a blend of the two. And then 
um, landscape is moving forward? What does the horizon look like for this topic? So today we're talking about food recalls. And again, these happen fairly regularly. <laughs> they can happen for a lot of reasons. From the literature, we know that, it, again, it can be for many reasons. It can be anything from an undeclared aller allergen, so something like soy or wheat. I believe sesame was the most recently added to the list. And so you might be seeing an up uptake in those kinds of foods where they people just haven't conformed to the labeling guidelines yet. Um, so it can be something like that. It can also be a contaminant like a virus or a bacteria. Again, this is kind of part of life <laughs> living on the planet. We have bacteria and viruses. People take a lot of steps. Food companies take a ton of steps to make sure that doesn't happen. But every once in a while, um, you know, even though it may may have been prevented in some way, um, it just happens. So <laughs> not not condoning it, not saying uh, to just kind of watch it happen, but just know that it's kind of part of being in the food industry. We just see this from time to time. One thing that is also really scary is sometimes there can be what they call foreign objects in the food. And foreign object, basically, if you think about what the word foreign means, it's just, it's not usually there. It's not really supposed to be there in terms of the food. Um, it may, may make more sense if I give you a, an example. So th something like broken glass or um, a shard of metal or something um, from a piece of equipment used to process it. If more than, I mean, it's scary if one person finds that in their food, but if more than one person finds it, there might be a recall issued for that type of food or specific food. So again, they're usually labeled foreign objects. Um, and I know foreign is kind of a funny word to use for that, but basically it's something that's just not usually there, not meant to be eaten. Um, it's foreign. It's not supposed to be in your food, <laughs> basically. So hopefully that made sense. So those are the kinds of recalls that are generally issued. Every once in a while, there will be something different that comes up. Um, and I'll talk a little bit later on about how to keep up with these recalls if this is something you're extremely nervous about. So again, those are the major ones we see. Now, if you don't have allergies or maybe you feel like your immune system is great, <laughs> you're not really super worried about bacteria or viruses, this might not seem like a big deal. But from the science, we know that recalled foods are known to cause injury and illness. And in some severe cases, especially those with vulnerable populations, like if you're dealing with a chronic illness or you're pregnant, it might even cause further impact. So say to the fetus, or um, if you're already compromised, it may even lead to death. So we have documented, documented cases where things that have been recalled have just caused really serious situations and it's just something not not to play around with essentially so as a rule of thumb i always recommend take food recalls seriously do remember though that the recall information will usually be pretty specific it'll be a specific best by date or lot number or a specific brand so while you do need to proceed with caution, you don't necessarily need to throw everything out. For example, this latest outbreak with strawberries doesn't mean you just can't buy strawberries for a couple months. It may mean that you need to look in your freezer and see in your smoothie kits and other things if this is a type of recalled food. So I hope that made sense. I guess I'll say it in another way if it's not clear, but you don't really need to throw all your fruit out if you find that strawberries are carrying a certain kind of illness or bacteria. 
you can kind of be a little more selective and reference the recall information to find out what specific items or packaged items need to be tossed out instead of just avoiding fruit altogether. So usually it'll be a specific food and even more, it'll be a specific brand or a specific type of food, like a salad kit or a smoothie kit that should be avoided instead of an entire food group, which can really compromise you nutritionally if you're avoiding that. Again, with anything, it's something dietitians will be aware of. They'll probably have their cl other clients asking about it anyway. So if you're worried, you can always reach out to your personal dietitian or a healthcare provider, especially if you're seeing symptoms. And we'll talk that, about that a little bit later. In general, I guess if you're if it was the TLDR version of <laughs> the podcast, this is the one thing I'd want you to listen to is that recalled food is not considered safe for you. So even if you pull something out of the freezer, we did this earlier today, I threw away a recalled item and it was literally almost empty to begin with, which means I've been eating this for like a couple months. It's not considered safe to continue to eat. So for me, the best thing I can do right now is just hope I don't get sick, watch out for symptoms. But just remember, if you even if you've been eating something that's been recalled and you haven't really been feeling the effects, it's super important not to continue to use that item. Basically, take it seriously. <laughs> it's not something to be played around with. So one of the follow-up questions I get when talking about recalls is, how will I hear about a recall? How will I know this is happening? The first reference I usually send people to is the Food and Drug Administration. They have a page called Recall, Market Withdrawals, and Safety Alerts, and I've linked that in the show notes for you. This is, I believe, the best place to stay updated on the latest incidents because the Food and Drug Administration is one of the bigger organizations that addresses these things, and they kind of have to be on top of it all the time. So this is usually the first place I check. I also prefer this because you can filter your search by product type. So for example, I usually get asked questions about food recalls versus something like a medicine recall. And this is the type of website where you could actually filter that search. So you're just looking at food um, or you're just looking at medicine and that can help you narrow your search. Major food outlets and excuse me, major news outlets typically also help to spread the word. So a basic Google search can actually be really useful. For example, just as an, a point of interest, I Googled frozen fruit hep A recall today and was able to find the information I needed in seconds. It was su super easy. Again, you might not have the most accurate things pop up first, but I know Google is working really hard to get you those expert resources at the top. So um, linked in my blog post are also two great government resources that can help you with information. There's a a page called um, it's recalls.gov is the website and you can click on the food tab and it will bring a bunch of resources the usda the fda the cdc and um, the u.s department of health and human services so if you're looking for more government-based resources that's a great page a little bit more user-friendly page to go on is foodsafety.gov and that will give you recalls and outbreaks and they have a, just a little more uh, friendly, <laughs> user-friendly, consumer-friendly information that will give you 
clear steps and their their headlines are in the form of questions. For example, what is a public health alert or safety alert? What to do with the recall product? What is a food recall? Things like that that are it's just a little more approachable to read. That's one I prefer to give people who maybe aren't as familiar with recalls first. Again, they also link in that page to the CDC, the FDA, and the USDA. So lots of resources, lots of government resources, lots of helpful things. Again, when you Google it, sometimes that'll be the first thing to pop up anyway. So just a great practice to do if you're worried. Recently, and luckily, thanks to technology, the food company or retailer will likely reach out to you via email or another method of communication. Again, I'm drawing on personal experience because this recently happened to us, but because we live in a digital age, many stores keep electronic records of what you've been purchasing. So um, both Costco and Walmart had kept records that my husband and I had purchased a certain type of smoothie mix, um, just a blend of frozen fruit, which I think is super easy to use. I often um, suggest it to people. We, we were both reached out to via email recently because um, Costco and Walmart knew that we had purchased food that might have a recalled item in it. So uh, we were checking our email just to make sure. And luckily, we both saw emails come across. We were able to throw away the items in question. And so definitely check your email if you think this might be something that would be affecting you. Um, I think just helping to check your email in general is helpful, but especially if you're worried about food safety and you've been hearing about a recall, this is an important practice to do to make sure you're checking your channels of communication because that's likely how a food company or retailer that's trying to alert you of something will get in touch with you. Alternatively, you can also take a picture of your product if you're having a really hard time finding information. Usually you could just take a picture of the lot number or the best buy date to the store or have a receipt or a specific type of uh, a picture of like the front of an item and you can take it to a customer service representative at that store. So for example, I mentioned Walmart. I know Walmart's reached out to me and said, if I have any questions, here's who I can contact. Sometimes it's direct the direct manufacturer of the item. But many times you can take it to the store and the customer service representative will have already been answering questions about this food for other people. So um, they will be able to articulate to you the kind of things that you need to know. And also that uh, they can, may be able to offer you a full or partial refund and initiate a return, which is kind of a perk. <laughs> it may sound like you're going out of your way, may not, not sound like worth the extra effort, but when that refund comes into play, that might be something that uh, will help you to go out of your way and feel a little bit more motivated to do that. So I know for me, if there's a refund <laughs> in talk, then it's something I'm more likely to put on my to-do list. So again, I know that's a lot of information. There are many ways to figure out about the recall. Another thing to know is that a lot of large grocery chains like Walmart or Costco will have a, an actual product recall page on their website. Now, I'm not sure of Costco specifically, but I know because we recently dealt with Walmart, I've actually linked their product recall page on my blog post, which is linked in the show notes. So if you need an example of what this might look like for a large grocery chain store, sorry, large grocery store chain, <laughs> you can pull up the blog post and familiarize yourself with that. They keep it pretty up to date again because they want to make their customers happy. Um, but of course, every store operates a little differently. So many ways to find out about a food recall. Um, usually, again, dietitians will be abreast of this kind of information because they are dealing with clients who may also be concerned and they may also have purchased similar products. 
So probably the part you're looking most forward to, (laughs) the landscape portion of this episode, is a three-step safety plan. This is something that I follow myself, so it's a little bit of lived experience mixed in there, but now that you kind of understand the severity of food recalls and the method in which you might be informed, you're probably asking, what do I do next? How do I um, you know, rectify the situation? How do I dispose of this? How do I go about my day not worried about what I just ate if it's been recalled? <laughs> and I have a couple answers for you. I don't have all the answers, of course, but this is what I've learned from a couple of years studying food safety and also just from personal experience in having to dispose and figure out what to do with food recalls myself. So the first step is what I call dispose and declare. And as I mentioned, the details of a food recall will likely be very specific. It's super easy to panic, and I know that, and I want to validate that. But do not toss all your food or all your grains, all the entire food group. (laughs) Don't do that. It's important to really locate the recalled food, and it's usually specific by company name, lot number, and best by date. If you were sent an email by the retailer, this is the perfect opportunity. They'll usually send you some sort of chart or um, a group of lot numbers that your product can be identified by. Again, this sounds probably really scientific or complicated. If you need help with this step, please do contact a dietitian, a nutrition expert, or an associate at a grocery store to help you find this information, and I'm sure they would be happy to help. This is obviously a matter of safety and food safety and health, and so people will likely be very sympathetic to your situation. Just as a side note, becoming familiar with a food label or food package, understanding how to read it or locate this kind of information is just a great skill to have, (laughs) even when we're not talking about food recalls. And it can help you better protect your food quality um, to dispose of food that's just going bad (laughs) at a better time. Um, And that can even empower you to protect yourself against the next food recall or just from foodborne illness from it going bad, such as mold and things like that. Um, Usually the best by date will indicate the date at which the food's quality begins to decline. So that's kind of a matter of personal preference. I personally am a little more strict on things like meat than I am, or meat or cheeses than I am with other foods. Um, But it's just a good practice to be able to look at the package and be able to determine information from that. Now, here's the caveat. I know a lot of people still feel pretty fearful even though their food wasn't included in a recall. So for example, I know a lot of people who've been asking me about frozen strawberries and frozen smoothie mixes that contain strawberries, even though their food wasn't included in the latest recall. What I say in these situations, my answer is usually when in doubt, dispose. If you're going to be worried about the product and having a lot of mental distress about it, it's not worth it. Um, If you feel like you can't open your fridge without getting scared about eating strawberries or another kind of product, it's just not worth the mental stress. Usually, you can avoid a, a certain type of food or product for a few weeks. So for example, if you are feeling very anxious about eating strawberries for the next couple of weeks, replace it with another kind of berry or even maybe something like an apple or a pear. You can switch it up. Variety is always good. <laughs> Again, don't cut out an entire food group that has some pretty um, serious impacts. But if you are feeling like the anxiety just isn't worth it, you can usually avoid a single food such as strawberries for a few weeks without any serious impact. Now, again, this is just something for education that I say 
for your personal advice, there may be one food in your life that you really need to be to be healthy um, that can help you. Maybe you're trading saturated fats for healthy fats and avocado and you don't feel like you can cut avocados out. That would be a situation where you might want to talk to your dietitian. That's your personal dietitian about that. Again, I'm just a diet tech, so I usually see the intake and assessment part. The diagnosis and the kind of carry out of a plan is more left to the dietitian. So please, please refer to your personal healthcare providers if you need some more individualized advice. So essentially, when it comes to this, it's better to take a better safe than sorry approach than to just constantly be worried about it. But do remember that the recall information will be rather specific. Now, I will say some retailers take a longer time to contact their consumers about a potential threat than others. So for example, um, my husband and I were both alerted about the same food, strawberries, with this Hep A outbreak. However, my husband got an alert from Costco three or four days before I got an alert from Walmart about the same type of food. So trust your intuition. <laughs> Again, it's okay to follow your intuition. Don't throw out your entire fridge contents, but know that it's okay if you may feel like, you know, in a couple days you may hear differently about a certain food. If anything seems suspicious, it's okay to follow your intuition and throw it out. Again, it's better safe than sorry. You don't want to be carrying around that mental distress and linking that fearful feeling with eating food. Um, it's more important to protect your relationship with food in that instance. And usually, as I mentioned, you can just try other foods, maybe swap out a couple other foods for a few weeks, um, then making yourself feel sick <laughs> because you're so worried. So in rare cases, you might be the person to discover uh, a foodborne illness or contamination or uh, basically the reason <laughs> that you would want to recall a food. If you discover illness or injury related to a, a source of food, you can actually report it at foodsafety.gov. And I've linked that within the blog post in the show notes. Um, if you have family or friends, this can also be a great opportunity. Uh, if you know they eat this item as well, it's worth sharing it with them. One great example I can think of this is if you have kids and you have a food a play group every week where food or snacks are exchanged. If you know, say it's applesauce pouches or something that just got recalled, it might be worth posting in a parent Facebook group that, hey, just so you know, these pouches have been recalled. I know your kid eats them and I just wanted to let you know. So either via Facebook message or a Facebook group. Again, it's really unlikely people are going to be annoyed because you're reaching out about their safety. So it's a form of showing that you care, at least in my personal opinion. So first step, dispose and declare. Second step is to adjust your menu or eating pattern as needed. Now, a lot of people don't think about this, but if the recalled food is one in which you utilize a lot, I know it's really easy to get into a pattern. <laughs> For example, I know our family buys a lot of salad kits because I just don't feel like usually I have the energy to chop up the different components of a salad. That's usually how we get our salads <laughs> or our side dishes. Um, if you know you have something like that that you eat regularly that's been recalled, you might need to adjust your menu for the next few weeks or even longer. It can take weeks or months for a situation like this to resolve. And it can be really hard to locate a specific product that's quote unquote safe, um, especially if it becomes in high demand. So I could see this happening in the situation with smoothie mixes or strawberries. Of course, the business that usually goes <laughs> to those certain brands. 
and it seems like it's affected a lot of stores, might go to another store. So it might be difficult to find um, like frozen smoothie kits with strawberries in it for a while. Luckily, there's no need to worry. As I mentioned before, most recipes can have small adjustments without compromising on taste. You might even find you enjoy another food more. So it's not, it doesn't need to be a source of worry. I do want to mention that there are some foods that are more prone to recalls than others. One I already mentioned, which is salad kits, um, smoothie blends with a blend of different food. Fruit are more commonly recalled than other foods, um, especially than the raw ingredients used to make those kind of foods. So this basically means you don't need to avoid salad kits or smoothie kits completely. Just know that because they include a blend of food, um, often they contain other packets inside of them with different kinds of food. The more mix of foods that you get, there's just more potential, um, more preparation steps before it gets to you. And at every one of those steps, there's just a potential to introduce, uh, you know, a chemical or a virus or some sort of health threat. The risk just goes up. Again, if you're a normally healthy person, this might not mean anything, but if you feel like your health or the health of a loved one might be compromised by this, it might be worth the investment of time to just make a salad or a smoothie kit yourself um, instead of opting for those pre-made packages. Essentially, you can't purchase that peace of mind that comes when you know you're cutting up the food yourself and making that. Um, and so that might be just the right decision for you and your family. Um, that's not something I can tell you or necessarily, um, even if I met with you, tell you that that's the right decision to make. But you, again, might need to rely on your intuition there to know whether or not that would be worth it for your family. Okay. So again, step two is you might need to adjust your eating pattern a bit for a couple weeks or months, but this doesn't mean that you need to just completely sideline your health goals. Um, it just means you might need to make some small tweaks here and there, uh, maybe invest some more time for a couple of weeks in making your own salads or smoothies or whatever type of food has been recalled. And yeah, just small adjustments, <laughs> nothing too major. Step three is to be aware. Now, as I mentioned, I recently found a bag of food that had been recalled and it was almost empty, which means I've been eating it for weeks or months already. <laughs> There's not much you can do uh, when your food is being recalled and you've already eaten a lot of it. So that's the unfortunate part. Luckily, you can choose to move forward with a sense of awareness. Now, what I mean by this is you can take actions to protect yourself and you can you can find uh, basically knowledge is power. You can invest in resources and learn what your next steps would be if illness or injury occur. Now, I know that sounds kind of vague <laughs> and I'll give you some examples and I hope these will help to solidify it in your mind, but basically your next steps depend on the type of details of the recall. So for example, if you're allergic to a certain food and the recall was due to an allergen, carrying around an EpiPen and a backup can help protect you at all times from that undeclared allergen. So again, one of the examples of a recall can be an undeclared allergen. So in that case, carrying out an EpiPen would be good. Another case could be a bacteria or virus. In this case, so this is what happened to me. I ate the food, didn't know until it was almost gone <laughs> that there was a potential of Hep A. 
What I can do now is look up the symptoms of Hep A. Again, a quick Google search can tell you this. For me, I know maybe I'll become jaundiced. Maybe I won't feel good. Maybe I'll need to go see the doctor. These are all things right now I feel fine. But again, I think this can affect a lot of people. So I'm sure a lot of people right now are wondering what to do. This is something instead of worrying about it, I can just familiarize myself with the symptoms. And so in the case that I experience those symptoms, I will know what to do. As I mentioned before, you've probably already eaten a a food that's been recalled. So I know it sounds scary, but this actually happens relatively frequently. Again, I don't want to invalidate. It is kind of a tricky situation. And even myself as a nutrition expert, I do feel a sense of trepidation. But I do know that I'm now familiar with the symptoms. I've reviewed what hep A can look like. And in the case that I feel sick or am seeing those specific symptoms, I know exactly what to do. I can go into my doctor and address it. And that gives me a peace of mind that I didn't have before. So there's a third case. (laughs) Again, if you've had ingested contaminants like glass shards or metal, these will often be more immediate, especially if they're larger chunks. You'll, you know, have a terror, like say in your esophagus or maybe an organ. These are definitely more, ser- not well, they're all serious situations, but this can be something that comes up more immediately. So for example, if there's a glass shard in your food, you might feel sick or injured sooner than you would if there was a bacteria or a virus. Um, an allergy, obviously, you can have anaphylactic shock almost right away. So um, that's pretty immediate and serious as well. But again, if it's like a physical foreign object in your body, those will often cause damage pretty soon, probably 24 to 48 hours, again, can be different. All right, we're headed up on the 30 minute mark. So I don't want to go too much further. But basically, in terms of next steps, knowledge is power, you can always be aware of what to do. And that can help you have a peace of mind that you wouldn't otherwise. Again, I just went through this process, so (laughs) I'm definitely with you. I know it can be scary. I know it can kind of affect your day and your menu and get you out of your routine. But just know that there are steps you can take. Again, the whole blog post and the FDA website is linked in the show notes. So um, basically, at the end of the day, I want just to tell you that food recalls can be very specific and you need to be aware of your potential next steps. And that's one of the best ways you can protect yourself. I will see you next week and hopefully won't be talking as quickly towards the end here. I hope you guys have a great week. Bye. Bye.